0: Hi! Hello! Hello! Hi! And welcome to Praise Dionysus. Praise him! Today we're going to be talking about Last Time by Hensby and Beckett, The Jasmine Suite by The Knack Theatre, and Quicker Than the Eye and Up Late Up Close by Josh Staley. Oh! oh what fun! <laughs> Four shows, three groups, uh, two podcast boys, <laughs> and one room. We're in We are in a room Yep <laughs> that's one of them It yep. was well improvised Thank you so much <laughs> A hot little take on Fucking 12 days of Christmas <laughs> yep. Right there yep. <laughs> <laughs> Alright Jake Let's hit it <laughs> Oh god, what? Hello! Hello James, how are you? I'm uh, lovely, how are you? Yeah, super duper fine That's good That's good um, How oh, could that, that, that wasn't, wasn't going to be on Not a forever voice? No, I couldn't keep that up Couldn't be bothered Too So you settled, you settled on this one Go ahead <laughs> Go on, show everyone This is my oh, voice you're voice. so proud of i never said I was proud of it Just said I was doing it How are you, Jake? you got holes in your shirt Are they on purpose? Or is that just, you know The way you are You sound like an aunt <laughs> Some aunts are good! I know I have good aunts. I have exclusively good aunts! Not to get boasty right up top. good. Because you all your aunts are good. I guess I'm thinking more of like the archetypal aunt. Oh, like... Okay. That that reminded me of Cinderella, which then reminded me of Mr Abernathy the Bear. (laughs) And for some reason I wanted to turn to him and say, Well, Mr Abernathy, we're really in it now. You know, like... I'm so grateful for the number of people that I've gotten to speak to about Mr Abernathy. Abernathy. (laughs) obsessed with him, yes. obsessed with that girl. Um, how are you, Jake? What's going on in your life? obsessed with which girl? Oh, the girl from the start of midnight. No, 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 the bear. I'm just referring to the bear as my girl. It's, oh, okay. I'm being gay. Oh, sure. You might want to try it. Good. I do my best, okay? Yeah. I indulge in many of the things outside of the one you're directly referring to. What am I referring to? I don't know. I feel like you're trying to, like, anti-slut shame me. No, I, that's that's all you baby That's that I actually don't Have any insecurities Tied to my <laughs> Sexual orientation <laughs> Wait what was your question? How was your week Jake? Oh, pretty good Pretty good That's uh-huh. good, that's good. <laughs> I uh, went to see Rob Mills <laughs> Oh you did I got a text like feverishly from Jake At some point Do you want to come and see Rob Mills with me And at first I was like yeah maybe And then what did you say? Then I told you it was in Clayton And then you abandoned me Oh my god I said absolutely not going to Clayton So you went to Clayton <laughs> I went to Clayton Yes Without me <laughs> Yes Alone? Yes uh, Yeah I was meant to be going with somebody And then he got sick And so Aww. yeah that's why you got such a last minute message Thanks Because <laughs> Because I assumed you wouldn't want to go Partly because it was in Clayton yeah, And I was guess so correct to be invited yeah. <laughs> so You're welcome then You were invited On the night Yeah Go on I um, want to hear how Rob Mills was <laughs> Oh, I get there. <laughs> <laughs> an hour and a half early. <laughs> oh, good. You want to catch him at the door. <laughs> no, because it's in Clayton. And I don't know if I'll make it there. You are notoriously bad with, like, ETAs. Like, you are like, I could be there two hours early. I could be there two hours late. I'm not late. I don't do late. That's true. You're only ever really early. I'm only ever really early. Yeah, yes. that's true. That's yes. true. No, I'll pay you that. Thank pay you. That. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So there, like an hour and a half early, I got to Clayton. And uh, they, they they have two causes. So the first off, <laughs> like, I I yeah find this weird complex they have, which is quite nice. It's like this like multi-purpose building they have in Clayton. Sure. With like as I'm even like walking towards this mythical-sounding building where this like theaterette is that I'm going to. There's also like I can see this like workout class happening upstairs. Like they're doing some sort of dance class. Is it like an apartment complex situation? No. Or it's is it like... like it's almost like if you went to like a really rich government school. And, oh. yeah, they just had like one of those, just like a big multi-purpose building where everyone sort of goes for their extracurricular activities. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah. No, a really <clears throat> nice, yeah. yeah nice so nice like, idea. Walk towards that, skepticism at the forefront of my mind. <laughs> and and a Rob Mills getting... is lying to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And then, yeah, was heading there. And then they have two Coles facing each other right outside. Like you walk out of the automatic doors what? and on your left, there's a Coles. To your right, there is a Coles. And they're just staring each other down. Is it like... The same coal just split across two buildings. Why would they do that? I don't know, Jake. What I if I need? What it? if I'm doing a big grocery shop and it's like, okay, I've got my ham. Now we'll go across the yeah, car you do, park. Like Scooby Doo <laughs> zipping between the doors, but instead of the doors, it's two coals. That is a clearer way to describe what I'm talking about. Yes, you know what I mean, like the <laughs> corridors. Like yes, yeah. yes. But if you imagine that corridor was like a hundred meters wide, yeah, <laughs> there was just two big entrances. Yes, and Daphne would get <laughs> exhausted and was carrying ham the whole time she was doing it. In my head, Daphne's always carrying ham. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes. Yes. No, okay, so it, you went along. I, you got there. Got there. Two colds. I had to I had to buy food from the Coles because I was you too were so early. I was, <laughs> you, you, you didn't even eat before you left. You just said, I gotta go now! Yes! Okay. <laughs> it crept up. And I was like, no, Jake, go, you have no time. And there'll probably be food in Clayton. If you have time to eat it, you can eat it. <laughs> um yeah, went and purchased that, came back, sat in the foyer, <laughs> read my Summer Blair memoir, which is so upsetting still, and then yeah, was sitting there. I was I was hoping that I would run into somebody that could verify that I was in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Anyway That eventually happened I found a woman at a desk And I was like Hello I'm sorry I'm so early I was anxious about Not finding the place And mm-hmm. she was like That's fine well done Then I just like Waddled around this library That they also have in this building Oh my god Yeah And then eventually Yeah <laughs> They let us inside Went inside Sat down Then it started And then yeah Rob Mills just like Came out And he like Talked about the book That he That I had of course Already read Because I am a true fan What's it called again? it's called milling around great suggestion it's called putting on a show oh yeah that's pretty good mateship madness and mayhem it's like a three like a triple barrel barrel like Subtitle thing Classic Very male thing. But yeah no Then he just like Yeah we were just like In there sitting down Watching him talk about Like his childhood In Wheeler's Hill Talking about some of the Subjects matter that co- yeah, It's covered in the book And yeah Then there was like This part where he got Like pressured to sing Which I was like Oh I, Yeah no which is like The people seemed to be Jazzed about it And he How course, the book, did well just people just Start a chant or something The gentleman that was like Running the thing Because it was like To do with like Wordfest I believe is what it's called Like a celebration Of like literature And whatnot. Nerd. <laughs> Which just yeah, like the reason that Rob Mills was even doing a presentation about his book at this venue at this time. Sure. And the gentleman, gentleman like, running the presentation was like, So we've got a disco ball, why don't you sing us a song? And oh. then, I, yeah, no, I. Well, and I, I immediately. immediately sang, take away. <laughs> well, I was, and I was very immediately like, Don't make him do that! My goodness! But anyway, he did it. He, his go to song, which I thought was very interesting, was Dancing Through Life from Wicked. Rob. He he said that it was because the disco ball reminded him of the Oz Dust Ballroom. Rob. I hate wicked so much. <laughs> <laughs> Rob. He, he did really well though. I'm sure he did. He's and Rob he Mills. Like, and he, he acapella'd the entire thing. Of course. Cool. Um but yeah, so We you know. weak at the knees. We get the knees. <sighs> that question brings me to the <laughs> one of my life's low points but high points also (laughs) things are complicated but yeah so the the thing ended. what what is the high point slash low point I'm about to describe it to you oh okay so yeah so it's all great he's very charming (laughs) something I thought was funny was like there's probably like I'd say about like a hundred of us in this theatre which pretty much fills up the theatre there's like a hundred of us I would say of that hundred there were maybe like nine men there which I just thought was funny That's because crap. the book was about masculinity. <laughs> Were they nine clear homosexuals? No, oh. I thought there would be more people in my bracket of existence that are like theater-going homosexuals that respect Rob Mills for his like artistic endeavors and pursuits and the way that he's made himself so impressive. Is it like a similar crowd to a Michael Bublé situation? Literally, yes. Yeah, it was okay. like largely like women in their like late forties through to like their like very early sixties. I'd say yeah, okay. is the bulk of what this like this style of, like, this version of fan base is or was. Maybe it has to do with it being word fest or something. But -hmm. there was, like, there was no one else that I really shared a demographic with in terms of, like, age or, like, sex or anything. Can I just say, I didn't realise it was a book reading. I would have been so upset if I came along and... Oh no, it, was, it wasn't a book reading, it was like a book talking about. Oh, even worse. Even worse? Yeah, I I, I love... I Don't get me wrong, I can and love to read. Um, that's <laughs> a true fact. He's fully lying. That's a, f- <laughs> that's a true fact. I'm reading that off a one. card right now. Um, <laughs> but I don't care about people talking about writing books. <laughs> What an absurd thing to have but a scare about! On. It. I, there, there's my my. Okay, I can listen to people talk about that all day. Long. I know you could. That's uh, what makes us different. That's, I'm cool. Mm. You chose books, <laughs> and I chose looks. Oh, Rhea Perlman. Um, <laughs> where is she? I uh, not dead. I Thank God. I think she's in something coming up. Someone was recently talking about her, and I can't remember who it was. Is she in like an upcoming Marvel movie? Oh God, I hope not. I hope so. Oh gross. Olivia Coleman's in the new Marvel TV series, oh, and she's so, she's so good. Oh, she's so good. No, I. Can't I'll go no, into she's blinding fabulous. rage. She's oh, so good. No, stop taking them all. No. Stop taking Amelia them all. Amelia Clark is also in this new one. She's That's also very good. Look, you can have her. But oh. stop taking the rest! <laughs> 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 Amelia gave us me before you. That's all I need from her. Us me before I oh, just see me before you, but saying it us me before you is confusing oh sure i get confused just then so rob mills talked about his book sang a little song me and a sea of 50 year old women watch rob mills talk about his book sing half a song and then at the end the same man that pressured him into singing this very lovely seeming very organized seeming man um yeah I was like okay and now so that's done and so now what you can do is like you can if you want to go buy the book to have it signed you can do that if you want to bring up the copy of the book that you have just purchased today or like jake just some time ago, and have already read and adored. No, no. <laughs> you can now come up, and ugh. so Rob Mills is sitting at this like table, like on the way out of the theater. Can I cut across you very quickly here, what? Rob? You have worked in and around theaters long enough now. Would Rob Mills recognise you looking at you, like from my face, just physically? Like would he look at you and doesn't need to know who you are, but would he like look at you and go, "Oh yeah, I've seen you around." That's a nightmare. I don't think so. I think he sees so many people all the time. Yeah, yeah, yep. That's a fair point, that's a fair point. No, I don't think any part of him would want to retain an image of this. (laughs) So I don't think so. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, reward that sort of self negative talk, Jack. What, I only negatively self talk for what? Awards, (laughs) clappings, compliments. (laughs) (laughs) So he's sitting down at his little desk waiting for people to come up with a copy of the book or whatever to like sign the book and then like get a photo with them. Oh and god. so I'm like fifth in row oh thank god. god because if I had to wa- this is where I this is where I come to something and I tried to unpack this with my sister and I don't know what the better version of this is is it better that I was fifth or should I have been like 42nd and had all that time to like calm down no because oh good I'm glad you know that <laughs> yeah, obviously no that's a bad because idea because James I was so nervous I can't mm-hmm. even I was like, so like fifth in line, and I watched these four people before me cope quite well. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my god, thank you so much. Hi, like, sign this. My name is Stephanie. Oh great, is it okay if we get a photo? Mm-hmm. And they have like a little speech prepared for him where they're like, I loved you and this. This was really good. But so like four people do this. One of them is like a girl with her dad. The dad takes the photo of the two of them. For the others, they get like selfies with Rob Mills, and Rob Mills is like holding the camera, and it's like this weird ratio thing that I can see happening where it's like yep. his head's gonna be really big, and they're sort of like crouching behind him like a little. Tw- Code. <laughs> and what did you do? So I get there. <laughs> the most nervous that I remember, like, of the times that I've been nervous in my life, this is easily in the top ten, and I don't know oh where- Oh my it... god. So, I, I just like, and I always think that I can cope with these sorts of things. And it's like, the only other time that's even similar to this is when I saw Morgan Evans backstage at the forum, and I barely care about Morgan Evans. The fact that you're making that face when I you clearly guess. don't know who Morgan Evans is I don't Evans know who Morgan Evans Who's that? He's a country singer Okay, no, stop I don't, I don't exactly. care enough he, Keep going. No, no one cares about Morgan Evans He seems lovely and he has two songs that I can tolerate But it's like, it, I saw him backstage at the forum And I was like, why is my body like shaking on the inside? Wow I barely care about this person And this is Rob Mills This is Rob Mills So I'm like standing at this like little table where he is sitting <laughs> With his little marker mm. And I'm like <laughs> So I'm holding the book <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and I'm like Thanks for this It's really good Talking your best <laughs> Yeah t- top shout, man <laughs> And I put the book down on the table And then he's like Oh thanks It was fine was it And I was like Yep yeah. <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> Oh no Jake. And then I point at the stage And I was like That was really interesting too And he's like okay. Thanks mate Jake <laughs> And then he looks up at me <laughs> With his talented face And he's like Who do I make this out to To write You know To sign the book As he is prepared yeah, to yeah, do yeah. And I say my stupid name yeah. I get it right Well done Which doesn't happen is, every time I was gonna say That is surprising Because <laughs> if I said the wrong thing Which I <laughs> I've done it many times I would not have corrected him <laughs> Jonk Stant I'm sorry Jonk Stant Yes, yes. <laughs> That is my name God Quit jonking it around <laughs> Jesus And then yeah Then he wrote a sweet little message In the book What did it say? <laughs> it's just like Hey Jake <laughs> I hope that this provokes Like Connection And conversation And then his little signature Underneath Good on you Rob Super lovely of him And then it was like Thank you so much And then I just run away <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> Look Jake Jake not the worst. It could, I was expecting oh. it to. I was expecting it to be a lot worse because of you know my nature. The way you are, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, that actually sounds like a very regular celebrity interaction. Oh, it went fine. Yeah, it was just I couldn't even. I I felt so insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I <laughs> and remember. was embarrassing. Well, I remember when I was younger. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, and I went to see like drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race and yeah. I see them perform. I was a huge drag queen nerd, and I saw like. Several of them, I've like, got like the little VIP package where you get to meet them after. Yeah. And yeah, Ugh. no, nerve wracking. And wait, and you purchase that package being like, I can't wait to meet them. That's such a good idea for me to do this. Yes. God. Yeah. Okay. No, because you meet them and you like get a photo with them and you have a little five second chat. Yeah. Yeah. But terrifying. Like that Ugh. feeling as the line, and you're absolutely right, it's better to be near the front of the line. Because mm. I've been at the back of the line and it's scary. You're like, oh God, we're moving so slowly and mm. everyone's saying such nice things and doing sure. such good stuff. Just get it over and done with, baby. Shit's fucked. Shit's fucked. No. And I think too, and I think part of what I like struggle with with that, because I don't, yeah, I just, it's like if the, the exchange that's happening feels so like yuck. And like, I'm certainly very prone, of course, to being like feeling like a burden and feeling like an yep. inconvenience. Yep. And to enter into this conversation that is so like weirdly transactional mm. and there's this understanding that's like, I am garbage and you are great. And I'm, I want to let you know that that's an experience that I'm having, but like, I, and I'm grateful that you're giving your wonderful yeah, time to me. It's straight like straight away you're be, on the back foot of that social interaction. Because like, I go into any interaction being like, oh, I'm pathetic. Sorry for wasting your time. Yeah. To go into an, like a, a thing kind of built around that premise <laughs> is so horrifically. <laughs> what a mindfuck for it's you. It's so embarrassing to if me. If anything, you should thrive in that situation. you were the house built for this. Yeah. Apparently opposite. Opposite. <laughs> you're yeah, bound. No, yeah, no, that, that, my whole energy was just like, Apologetic Sniveling if little toad Sniveling and like Grateful But like Yeah But also like Not wanting to be like Weird And also mm. Similarly to all other conversations Having this fear of like Too much of my honesty Will come out So I have to put up Every like Failsafe that I can That was pretty good Because I Even when imagining Going to this thing I put like Oh best case scenario I like. that's him <laughs> oh, Gross No but for some reason I'm just so relaxed That I'm like Oh my god. I love the way that you've taken like this small opportunity that you had like in your youth and you've built yourself up and you've trained so hard and you've mm-hmm. done so mm-hmm. much work mm-hmm. and you've continued to be such a like a, a voice of, of all the things that like the stuff you did with like are you okay day. You're just being so impressive on stage and turning into such a legitimate theatrical performer. I could say all of those things. But instead, I'm just like <laughs> what shuddering. If you lean into like, writing something and giving him a note. That sounds horrifying to okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. shut down straight away. Oh, no, you know, for similar reasons. I just hate the idea of him receiving a letter from me. And it's like, oh, that's pretty nice. Anyway. I'm going to go be William Shakespeare. <laughs> True, he is William Shakespeare. He is. Um, anyway, that's that's my humiliation for the week. And how, what would you rate that, Jake? That experience? I guess, yeah, if that's probably the biggest part of your week. <sighs> if I don't give it 90 stars, then I I have to give it that many to tell myself that it was a very positive experience. It was a privilege to get to hear him talk about the things he talked about. And of course, it was nice to see him. I respect him a lot. 90 stars. Yes. it's right. a lot of stars. I think so, too. Good on you, Jake, for facing your fear yeah. and doing Good. it. If only it were a better fear. <laughs> can I see the signature? Do you have it in mind? I will. I can get it for you. Okay. I want to see a letter. Okay. Thanks, Jake. Um, how was <laughs> how was your week? My week was fine. Work is crazy, fucking busy at the moment. We're just very understaffed and and very very busy all the time. So, but it's kind of nice because everyone just sort of pulls together and does it, and it means the days go fast. So I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. That's my fun, exciting news. Um. Yeah, just be hanging out with Flynn, who is my boyfriend. Oh my god, James! Yeah, I know, I know. It's a huge reveal. Ah, oh. is this like fifty-first dates? Is what you me? Do you forget you? Because you, you I'm not even fifty-first dates. You haven't been on one. Hey, <laughs> oh, they're always last dates, baby. Oh my god, uh, what a hurtful thing to say. Yeah, what a horrible thing to, uh, to say. So, I only go last on last dates. Date, so. <laughs> Oh, you sound oh, terrible. That's a really funny name for like a sad, like rom y thing, though. Fifty Last Dates, and it's just some loser. <laughs> Maybe that's my new cabaret I'm doing for friends. Fifty Last Dates. <laughs> that's a really good title. Yeah, uh, d- d- uh, c- copyright mine. Take it. Was- it. It's mine. No one can take it. <laughs> that's copy- how written. copyright yeah, works. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, so from... Because I guess it wouldn't necessarily be, like, the first and last date. It would just be, like, the last date. Oh, yeah, like a cabaret that is just a collection of last dates. Yes. Oh, and it'd be a something. mixture of, like, opinions on ghosting and, like, going through, like, different breakups and, like, similarities between different breakups and that type of thing. That's not bad. I agree. Maybe we should... Should you and I get together and write that? Make topic? 50 last dates? Let's make 50 last dates. And is the twist also that they have a brain injury? <laughs> <laughs> Unrelated, but yes. <laughs> like the Drew Barrymore film, to be clear. Yes, not just because I <laughs> think it's... So funny when people get concussions It's horrible <laughs> Horrid thing that happens But in 50 last dates It'll be great um, <laughs> And the last date is them waking up on a boat And they press <laughs> play on the VHS And it's like Hi, I'm Adam Sandler <laughs> Oh my god, Adam Sandler was in that movie, yeah, wasn't he? we live on a boat I um, took advantage of your disability <laughs> Trust that you love movie. me That's a weird movie <laughs> It is What's the other movie that involves uh, memory loss Where she like goes Falls off a boat or something Overboard Overboard, thank you yeah. Yes Goldie Hawn, and later on Anna Faris. Oh, that's right. They redid it, didn't they? They did in reverse, where he forgets stuff. Yes. Oh <laughs> no, they're under the sea. <laughs> oh, no, maybe the reverse was: she fall, falls off, and she's like, she's like a poor person who falls off a boat, and then becomes and remembers being rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she gets <laughs> oh, adopted by say- a rich family. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Jake. That's, that's what you just catch chop. Like. Her memory doesn't get replaced, it just no. goes away. Yes, she just, that's <laughs> not. That don't insect memories. Into What's her? amnesia, but you wake up thinking you're rich. Not real, Jake. That's not a thing. Fuck. So I would give my week. <laughs> of... What would, what would amnesia be? <laughs> would that be Miss Piggy? Yeah, <laughs> Getting Piggy. bonked on the head? <laughs> oh, who are you? <laughs> Am I rich? <laughs> I feel like I'm rich! <laughs> Hiya! <laughs> I'm as <species. laughs> You're absolutely very poor! Oh, um, Kirby! Oh, I doesn't remember! <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> I don't know you! I'm pretty sure I'm rich! Hiya! Erdy gody gody gurdy, gody! That's the Swedish chef! <laughs> And these are those two people that sit in the box uh, watching theatre and being mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's us. That's not us. That's, that's us. And without further ado, I would rate my weeks. One of them. Week. <laughs> this most recent week? This most recent week. Not just a week at random? This that's One good. week. Good choice. That I'm on. I would rate it like a solid, what did you say, 90? Yes. I would say 91. Cunt. No. Yeah. You cunt. 91 stuff. So a solid 91. And a liquid... Ninety. Oh. Yeah. It settles down a bit. It does. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, the water has a meniscus when you pour it? Yes. Yeah. It's like that, but the the con 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 cave version. A concave meniscus. This is not interesting to anybody, is it? Mm, Not me. All right. Uh, should we talk about some (laughs) theatre? Okay. Great. Hello. Hi. Um... (laughs) Anything you so want to I, talk about? <laughs> you know, here we are, sitting together, sitting in a room. Yeah. Um, I went to the theatre. Okay. I went to the Motley Bauhaus. Okay, fine. Which is, um, a place I've been to a few times now, sure. finally. Final. Finally. I mean, you've been a few times finally. Yeah. You what? know, I, for a while I hadn't been to the Motley Bauhaus, and now it's, I'm at a point where I can say I've been there a few times. Oh! Okay. Catch you've, up. You've decided you're a regular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a motthead. <laughs> I'm a regular regular. You know, what can I say? Mm-hmm. I'm a Bauhaus. Bow Bauhound. Bow hound. You're a bowhound. I'm a bowhound. That isn't bad. you like that motley bowhound. Like is strong, but yeah, it's like not a ba- bad. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, copyright. That's why I'm taking it. That's um, <laughs> Your lawyer is busy today. Yes, <laughs> yes she is. Oh! oh! <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> that's okay. All right. um, so, I went to see you the last time. Okay. It's not the last time, it's Last time, but I keep saying the last time, okay. because I saw this once before, which means that the last time I saw it, it was still last time, but it was the last time. You, you think, think that, that was clear? So I, saw, I, so I saw this show back in Fringe okay. last year. Sure. The um, last year, or just last well, year? This, this is where the fun wordplay comes in. Ooh. I saw the last time I saw last time mm. was Fringe last year. Great, but it wasn't the last time. No, because this is the last time that I've seen it so far. Right. Oh, good. Hopefully, not going. the last time. <laughs> it... Who's on first?
1: <laughs> his oh, name oh, is oh. who?
0: <laughs> Go ahead. That's a much <laughs> That was... that skit would end real quick. <laughs> no, his name's who? Oh. <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, went along, went into the the theater, sat on da- well, didn't sat on down straight away. No, uh, ran into. <laughs> no. <laughs> Had to find your seat first <laughs> Had to find a- yep. <laughs> This is oh, one of those Fancy places where you can Sit on the floor And get carried into the theatre Oh god I wish, oh, my I, god. wish everywhere. I wish you could get carried everywhere Here's my ticket <laughs> <laughs> there No Okay Um I So I ran into A bunch of cast And creative From Trophy Boys Oh great Yeah With a is- tractor <laughs> I hope not. They're dead now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Trophy Boys isn't going to be touring after all. Um, so ran into um someone tracted them. Someone tracted them. tracted them real good. Uh, ran into the director Barney and then a bunch of the cast. Lee, Gabby, and Fran were all in the audience. So um, and I ended up like sitting in the front row with them, which was quite nice. Like I got oh, to, like great. yeah, they catch up and be like hi and and, and <laughs> you like that. I said like hi and they said hi back and oh, we good. all like had a chat. Yeah, uh, and that was nice. And that felt like a nice sort of. Weird sort of little symmetry of life because I saw the initial production of Trophy Boys at uh, La Mama, yeah, and then I saw the more recent version of it at Forty Five Downstairs, yeah, uh-huh. and now I've seen last time mm-hmm. in its initial production at um, Loop Bar, yes, and now I'm seeing it. At the For Motley the second time, at the Motley Bar House, revised, revamped, with the, a lot of the cast and crew of Trophy Boys. It just felt like a nice little... That is oh, nice. kind of nice. So next you'll be seeing, with the cast of last time... I'll be seeing the updated version of Trophy Boys. Or, surely it must be a new show. If well, you're going to continue with the okay, same... another show that, well, Unless you're be, caught in some sort of spiral. I could be caught... I would love to... I, so let, what's a recent show that you want to see again with the cast of last time? Revamped. Revitalised. Reinvigorated. James Nos- Hardy. Nosferatu. You want to see... <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Because... It needs work. It needs work. <laughs> no, that's mean. That's mean. Um, I don't know, Jake. Is <laughs> <It's> my answer. <laughs> okay, good. What do you think of that? I've gone back and listened to the last... <laughs> Jesus. Listened to our episode of When We Spoke About The Last Time. And I'll be honest with you, Jake. Mm. It wasn't my favourite at the time. Okay. I, I, I On reflection, I realised it wasn't one of my favourite shows. Okay. It just was not. Uh, it was it was good for what it was. I enjoyed going and seeing theatre, mm-hmm. um, but you can almost hear in that. Recording that I, I, I there like there were things you liked, there were things I liked, and it was. But there are other things that I disagreed with and found confusing. One of them I want to get out right in front of was the character because because to revamp very quickly for those of you who yeah, don't remember the, or didn't haven't most recently listened to that episode of us talking about last time. Yes, the last time. <laughs> if you didn't out of nowhere listen to that episode, episode forty one, go back. Is it forty one? I'm pretty sure it's episode 41. Oh my god! Yeah, well, I had to go back and listen to it. It could yeah. be a completely different episode, but I did listen. Yeah. Um. I so the, the so the the story is. It's uh, these two sort of Zuma, like, young, our age people uh, coming together for uh, what they, I think, what I read as is this is the last time they're going to sort of be catching up. Mm-hmm. And it's like a situation situationship that they're both sort of in. It's uh, Jesse and Lucas. And Lucas is like this rich sort of fuckboy energy dickhead of a man mm-hmm. um, who is just very successful and um, gets a lot of praise for his work. He's a writer. Uh, and Jessie is this uh, woman who has sort of, like, slept with him in the past. Um, he's her, she's an actor and a writer as well, but she's not as successful as him. Mm. Uh, and they're sort of coming together because he happens to be in town, and so they're sort of catching up. So that's the story. We then just sort of watch this evening unfold of them sort of... It ends up being a story about, like, whose past stories belong to who, and, like, who... like how much of like your past history with someone else do you get to tell the world and claim that it's your story mm. because um, he was using his book to take some of their story yeah exactly and profit off it exactly so in, in the, another key part of the story is he's writing a book it's a long wordy manuscript it is purposefully written by Lily Hensby, who is the other half of um, Hensby and Hensby and Beckett. Mm, the play is written. The play is written by, is written by uh, Lily Hensby. Cool. Uh, and directed by Lily Hensby. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. <laughs> and um, so this part of the play where he reads this book is purposefully written to be bad. It's it is a bad book that he's written about. And he, quote from the character Lucas is. Uh, It's a story about a guy going on all these sexual journeys that really change him as a man, Mm. Um, and it's it's yeah. It quotes very heavily from a past um, rendezvous that he and Jessie had, Mm -hmm. and um, she gets upset by that because you know obviously he's taken that story and she remembers it completely differently, and Mm -hmm. they're not yeah. Um, But in the initial episode of this very podcast, dear listener, (laughs) um, I spoke about how I could not understand why Jesse would ever, ever see anything in Lucas. And in hindsight, listening to it, even without this revised version, I sort of have to sort of, as we say at the end of episodes, we disagree with some of the things we said in the past. I disagree with that now. You know Which you, part do you disagree with? Not was, understanding how they could be... Yeah, exactly. Like, I was saying things like, oh, why would you ever want to be with this guy? Why, why would you ever sort of put up with this guy? He's such a dickhead. But people fall into these sorts of relationships all the time. I fall into that sort of relationship, like, a bunch. Mm. So, like, I think it was pretty ignorant and, and shitty of me to say that. So I take that back. Okay. Um, however, mm-hmm. uh, this production of the show, yeah. Mark Yates, mm-hmm. uh, who played Lucas, Right. Uh, is, is, is a new actor for the role. And he co-directed that Romeo and Juliet that happened at the JMC Academy? Yeah, he's part of the Melbourne Shakespeare Company. It's all coming it's together. It's all coming together. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I had a conversation with him after the show and I was like, oh, so you know Liz Brennan, right? Uh, and nope, because <laughs> she's in the Australian Shakespeare Company, right? Yes. He's in the Melbourne Shakespeare Company. The feuding Shakespeare Company. Shakespeare companies, I say. I would watch the fuck out of that series or that movie with Shakespeare companies. Oh my god, totally. Companies. Oh, that's great. Oh. Uh, what, would you, what would it be called? Shake um, mm-hmm. Shakespeare Spear?
1: I mean that's not. You terrible. know what?
0: You came out with the perfect answer it's immediately. Not bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you have like all of Shakespeare's work to draw like wordplay from. Shut and up. And all you've done is Shut go, up. Will <laughs> I am Shakespeare. <laughs> one one. Fuck you. So my point is. Oh yeah. Shakespeare doesn't come into this. Mark Yates plays Lucas this time. That's your point. This is <laughs> my point. I'm getting to it. Okay. Um, Lottie Beckett reprises Jesse. Um, gotta be said, Lottie, obsessed with her, I yeah. didn't watch her do anything, she's oh. a fantastic performer, mm. there's something about the way she performs, I feel like everything she does I can almost hear her saying va va voom. <laughs> in the background, I don't know how else to describe it, it's fantastic, it's just mm. everything she says is so charged and fabulous and I love her, mm. um, so you'll hear me saying a lot of nice things about Lottie, but Mark Yates plays a completely different version of Lucas to the first time, whereas I felt in the first production I saw a year ago... Mm. Lucas, uh, played by Sam Tilly that time mm-hmm. Was presented much more as a genuinely unlikable character Like, just So little forgivable qualities <laughs> No, that's sure. just the way the character oh, was Oh, sure, no, yes, It's like harsh purposefully... thing to say about a person Oh, yeah yep. But he's very purposefully just a horrible, horrible Dare I say And shit of a man Okay <laughs> Whereas this t- <laughs> Oh, oh no. <laughs> he's a shit of a man. He's a man. shit of a man. <laughs> yeah. No, but, I, no, but that, that's yeah. how the character was presented. Yeah, great. This time around, though, um, Mark plays him in a way that made me think, I don't want to like you, but I do. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, much more, he's, he's more. He's a little more caring. He's a little more considerate in the conversations that they have. Hmm. He, and he, he does become more of a character that is genuinely just completely unaware of the privilege he has, Mm. completely unaware of all the advantages he's been given, and completely um, unaware that no one else has the access that he has. Sure, yeah. So it it becomes a lot more... I can totally see why Jesse is reaching out to this character a little bit more. There's almost a little part of... I can fix him in there, mm. like a little bit. Yeah. Um. That sort of give, gives him this more redeemable quality. Also, Mark Gates is just such a fun performer to watch, mm-hmm. and him and uh, him, him and Lottie have such a beautiful chemistry for these characters. Yeah. Um. I just the the yeah the play it works as just a conversation between these two people throughout the evening, on on like one of these last time stints. Jake, have you had, have you had like a fling or a, or like a romantic encounter? That you have genuinely in your head considered to be the last time, like oh, while it was happening, while it was happening, right yeah, there, yeah, yeah. because that's the sort of what I read into what I read into this show is that it, both of them, there was an air of this is the last time, right, with someone that you have more than just like an experience with them that day, like someone with whom you yeah. have history and you know yeah. that this is like the full stop to your. Like sentence. this has to be it. Yeah. Oh, um, no, nothing springs to mind. Okay. no, I don't. That's mean. fair enough. No, that's fair enough. That's probably good. Really? Yeah. What about you? Um, yeah, I definitely have had, uh, like, in particular, there's one person that springs to mind who, um. What did you just do with your hand? <laughs> is this gonna jog a memory? He's doing, like, a little goose hand. this? is is something you had a last on, time with. Come where, on. You're doing come a on, goose hand. Jo- okay, it's not working. <sighs> it's That's a, okay. P- a puppet? You would. Uh-huh. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah. Who I was. Then rela- you're not saying. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. Okay. Um, was in a relationship for a while and then sort of kept coming back to. And each time we would, it would be like, "This is the last time." And then it never was. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So I, this is I very much am familiar with these sorts of nights where, like, you both know the negative qualities of each other. You both know that this isn't perfect. This isn't what we're like aiming towards. But it's what we got. Okay. It's what we got. Um, but yeah, I'm um, seeing this show. It really got me thinking about how theater grows over time and oh, like pieces of theater. Well, pieces of theater yeah like yeah. they they change they grow I, as I said I spoke to I, I stayed back and spoke to both Lottie and Mark after and Mark mentioned that Lily was very very happy in the uh, rehearsal process to sort of very wantonly like chop bits change bits there was no there was no part of it that was this is the script and we're sticking to it cool um which yeah which excited me a lot because it did mean that I think the work changed for for, in my opinion, for my tastes, change for the better. Yeah. Um, and has grown into something more believable. Um, and yeah, it was... It was like, more like true to life. More true to life. It, like, I genuinely felt more like, yeah, this is a lot more believable as like... Because I think, like I said, the, my main issue with the initial thing, and what I think, um, uh, speaking to some of the cast, they, they, they thought as well was, you know, in the first one, it was kind of hard to believe that Jesse would ever sort of be with Lucas or mm. ever would ever sort of even come to Lucas in the first place. Sure. But this time around, the characters... Uh, being tweaked in such a way that, yeah, it is more believable. And with Lottie and Mark, it's just sort of like, yeah, that makes... Like, I get it. Mm. I totally get why these two would come together. But no, so watching this show made me feel really... It just made me feel, like, proud and excited to see, like, just... What were work- you proud of? Well, I'm not proud of anything I've done. I'm just okay. proud of them. Like, <laughs> oh, the, right. like they've taken this work and they're growing it and they're making it, like tweaking it, and mm. it's getting better receptions, it's getting bigger venues. It's like, I don't know, it's just very exciting to see. And especially, like, small-scale, not huge theatre companies, just work, like, honing work, I think, is not something that's super common. I think there's a lot of new work out there all the time. Mm. So to see stuff that's, like, brought back again and worked on more rather than just a new project every time is, is exciting. Sure. Yeah. Um... So that, yeah, that just was probably the biggest takeaway I had from the night. It was just exciting seeing work uh, grow, honestly. Sure. And so, like, presumably very exciting and educational, too, for them as as a theatre company and as artists to have two swings at telling a story... With a full scale, like a full scale production, relatively speaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to get to have two swings thus far at it. Totally. Is exciting for like yeah. two different versions of the same show. Absolutely. That's always so fun. And uh, I think, just on a side note, I think they only had like a week to rehearse this. Cool. And it was so, it was just, it, again, it felt so natural and so easy. So it was like, so kudos to the performers for that. That was Very kudos. Very kudos to them. Like, well done, guys. Um, They'll appreciate those kudos, I think. Hey guys, take these kudos. I've got one for each of you. Take it to the bank. Um, yeah, no, it's just a very wholesome, wonderful experience of theatre when, when, when you go to something and you have no idea what to expect and you sit in the front row with people who are part of a show that you already love, here to see people you love in a show that has grown into something you love. I just, it was just a very nice night. Oh my god. Yeah, it was a really, really affirming night of theatre for me. Goodness. So, yeah, um, hopefully the third time I see last time won't be the last time I see last time. <laughs> like last time was, the last time that but, I've seen last time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good 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 to bookend with this style of thank you played. so much <laughs> hello James hi Jay hi I went to the theater I went to club Voltaire now oh, I've heard you've been to Club Voltaire before haven't you? you've never been <laughs> <laughs> okay. You shoot me in the face. You no, stupid I just, bitch. No, but I thought by now you would have gone. But maybe where's Club Voltaire? Club Voltaire. I never know. I think it's in North Melbourne. Do you like huff a bunch of ammo and then just turn up there? What, what yeah. do you do? How oh. do you get around? <laughs> <laughs> yes, hot air balloon mostly. I want my muscles. My muscles what? to be soft. Club Voltaire. <laughs> <laughs> to be I barely understand what Emil does. It opens your entire butthole and turns you inside out. Well, yes. <laughs> and then you squelch well, around. That's what I've seen She inside out, man. So where is Pumblet? Pumblet is upstairs. A, <laughs> down an alleyway. <laughs> I see the issue. Okay. Could you give me a landmark? Le- no, not Ethan. It was like the alleyway is opposite a. Uh, Japanese restaurant. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to Google where it is. You keep okay. going. I okay. Went to club Voltaire with beautiful British Johnny. And, Johnny. Johnny. That is what he sounds like. He, that is what he sounds like. We went to yeah, and went up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, a person, Jay. like a person. Like a person. Like a person. Come on. We spoke about this <laughs> to see the Jasmine Suite by Michael Olsen Lovely. I've never been to the club. The club Voltaire. The club Carry Voltaire. On. Sure. Um, yes no, but it's, uh, As I've described it before It's very sweet and lovely And I really like being there Yeah, but um, uh, to be clear We're saying the Jasmine suite As in Jasmine the scent Not the Jazzman suite the j- Which <laughs> I just heard from you I'm sorry It's just that I spend so much time around jazz That when I say terms like Jazzman It's all about the notes you don't play Exactly And so I'm just accustomed to saying things like Jasmine And people understanding what I mean It's a guy that can really like nail a saxophone I'm gonna shoot you in the face What? <laughs> Should we do some scatting live on air? Let's absolutely never scat, scat- b- Um. (laughs) We're going to charge you 50 bucks for that (laughs) And you have to watch all of La La Land (laughs) I've never seen La La Land Don't do it to yourself We used La La Land as as a song from La La Land In a cabaret we did didn't we we did. We did. Make we up. did. In the same one that featured the the past romantic partner that you only exemplified via your hand puppet motion. True. Oh, that oh, was a good cabaret. It's a lot of full circles in this circles. episode. Yeah. yeah. You could just call them circles, Jack. You're right, because if it's not a full circle just a circle. Yeah. And if that circle were a table, you wouldn't be able to get inside of it. A little throwback. <laughs> Why are you making that noise? I'm trying to think what that throwback means. Oh, it was to the Sam Zawadi uh, theater workspace. Uh, it was an immersive dinner. <laughs> yes, it was the side of the table. The, the, the table, you take the tables, you put them all in the line, you wrap them around, and that's the way the car works. So, I went to see the Jasmine Suite. Jasmine Suite. Spe- <laughs> the Jasmine Suite spelt like the princess <laughs> from Aladdin. It's me smelling the jasmine. Oh, how did it smell? Don't say sweet. Not, not sweet? Is jasmine not sweet? I don't know what jasmine smells like. Jasmine smells like herbaceous. It does? I think so. You think it? Well, now herbaceous. you've got me doubting myself. Yeah, good because if you don't know the facts, maybe you should be doing some research and stop telling me. If them you them don't them. know the facts, you're totally wax. <laughs> totally wax. Yeah, like the plural of whack. You're a whack, man. So I went to see the Jasmine Street. At Club Voltaire, I did. That's where I was with beautiful British Johnny. Johnny, we to Johnny, falling into a time. Never, <laughs> never forget that he's British. So we <laughs> went upstairs and we sat down. It was directed by Stephen T. bolts who mm-hmm. famously directed Lenore. Oh, yep, 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 yep. Lenore, an old. Dionysian favourite. Oh, God, I love that play. Mm. Um, Also in the play was Bridget Morrison, who was also in Lenore. Oh, was she Lenore in Lenore? She was Lenore in Lenore. Oh, you love this woman. Bridget Morrison, <laughs> did you say? Yes. You love this person. Bridget Morrison, yes. Always grateful to see her. She's always so, yeah, reliably fantastic. Gorgeous. It was a two-hander, and <laughs> she was playing opposite James Weir. Show starts, <laughs> and then Bridget comes in. Wait, no. So first off, we have James Weir. He's like dancing around a bit, wearing sunglasses. It's interrupted by Bridget Morrison coming in, having just been shot in the in the arm. <laughs> <Ha! laughs> do we Does hear? They, the, do we hear the gunshot? I don't think so. No, I think it's just. Oh, I've been shot. <laughs> Good. And they cope with it, and then they just start talking. They're in a hotel room. Her wound needs dressing. They eventually dress the wound. They have conversations that kind of establish the idea that they are spies of some sort. Oh, cool. And their their, their plan has gone awry. And now Bridget is shot in the goddamn shoulder. Which is bad for you, medically speaking. Is it like a... Does it have a serious... Is it a serious tone or is it a funny tone? Mm, I first off, for a while, I was like, are these the villains from Rocky and Bullwinkle? Oh. They weren't. (laughs) they have like German accents or Russian accents? They had... I think their Russian accents is the accent that they had. Sure. Yes. Okay. I, I you weren't you. there, but I think they were Russian accents. Great. Yep. Yeah. And then through that conversation, the whole play itself is like peppered with a very kind of like armchair philosophies. Mm. Um, and one such which will give you kind of like an idea of what comes up in these conversations that these two characters have throughout. One of them, which I think is more kind of like a linchpin, like mindset or perspective to maybe think about, is the idea that life can only be understood backwards. In the sense, (laughs) like... There's got to be more to that. The idea, I feel like the sentence was longer, but it's that idea that was familiar to me for some reason, where it's like, you, like, life feels like chaos and nonsense and wild, and you don't understand what's going on, but the moment that you look at it in retrospect, you can Uh. see, like, oh, and it helps with things of, like, analysing the person you've become. It's like, oh, it's because I went through all these experiences, and it's this, and it also frames your life almost. I feel like an element of that idea is it kind of, like, frames your life as a story you tell yourself and that idea that who you are and like the journey you've been on is just the story that you tell yourself Hindsight Hindsight Is what you're talking about Sure I don't know how the tables Have turned so thoroughly That now you're being Aggressively smug at me (laughs) Oh because I'm just Very clever No um Okay cool sure. Which I think is like An integral idea Just in the way of like It seems to have It's kind of been reflected Arguably in the way That this story gets told Because it gets told In three chunks That are reverse chronologically Oh I, I You know me I love a bit of Time fuckery In any sort of show I love I love it you do like that. I time. do like that. Yes. Yeah. I had a friend. <laughs> I don't believe him. <laughs> <you. laughs> I had. I knew someone who uh, genuinely believed they could learn, like unlearn the way they think in terms of time, and could think in in fourth dimensional time. Like they were so convinced that they could unlearn thinking in one direction of time, mm. and that they could think. At all points in time of their life. They thought they could expand their consciousness to the point where they could just like slide up and down the timeline of their existence. Yeah, or at the very least, I think maybe in a more realistic way, they were thinking they could think of all of the future possibilities as possible. And like, like they were so bizarre. They were thinking that they could basically think in the fourth dimension. And they were trying to unlearn thinking in in regular time flow, uh, which is just a fun fact that I thought I might share with you. That is fun. Did they succeed? Well, they sort of Lucy did and became this super unstoppable Scarlett Johansson woman. They wait. Is your friend Lucy from the movie Lucy? My friend is Lucy from the movie Lucy. James, no, no, no this is a real friend. Oh, this is a real person. <laughs> but I only just then decided to make them Lucy in my head. Is that the plot of Lucy? No, Lucy. She's like drug smuggling. She's like drug smuggling. This new drug that activates like a certain percent of your brain, and like she's got like this. She's got like this, like plastic bag of it in her stomach, and it bursts on the flight. Oh no! Like it all absorbs into her, and then she becomes like a god, and time travels. Spoiler alert! Back in time to see Lucy the chimpanzee. Is that the titular Lucy? Arguably, yeah. So I was watching the Jasmine Suite. Jasmine Suite, yes. And Yeah, so the the scene where she gets shot They deal with that for a while And we kind of get the idea that there's something romantic happening between them But nothing that's like healthy or functioning in any sort of real way You've put your hand up uh, is, is it like noticeably not in our time? Or is it at a different time? Like like year-wise Is it like a 60s spy thriller? Or is it like a modern day? It feels contemporary I couldn't tell you why But it feels like it's just happening down the road Sure, cool that, I just felt like I wanted to know that Okay, sure Because there's so many genres of spy, you know? Yes Yes, yes, my preference is Austin Powers But everyone has their own tastes (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then we uh, This is where we sort of learn that something time-wise is happening Because then we sort of like jump back to Before Bridget's character Has been shot, and it's them receiving The mission that they're going to try to accomplish As a pair of spies as well and more, yeah, bickering and whatnot occur there. And then we also get a much clearer idea of like, oh, he's kind of pining for her and she isn't especially interested. So she's kind of always rebuffing him. And uh, yeah, and kind of a little bit more like the details and the ins and outs of like who they're doing this mission for, what it is they're trying to accomplish and more of like the, the minutiae of their, you know, sort of relationships. Oh, sure. So it's like a proper spy thriller. I, I don't really, I haven't seen enough spy thrillers to know. Jake. But I don't think so. Somehow it feels more like, a domestic scuffle that has like spyiness inserted into it. So, Mister awesome. and Missus Smith, I look, like, they probably sit together in terms of genre a little bit if I you ignore that. some of the elements of this plot in terms of like locating it genre-wise. Great, okay. Because as we'll like learn in the third portion, which chronologically oh. happens first, oh. is the idea of like, and this is where Jake pulls his classic move of getting confused. So, oh, this <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what happened, do you? So- <laughs> No idea what happened this A show. rude, fair, accurate guess so, <laughs> so the two of them Are sitting down At this cafe <laughs> um, Right Yeah So in terms of time Happens before everything else That we've it's seen the in the show It's the first story Of the three But is it like time wise Time wise It's the yes. first thing That happens That instigates everything That follows Before this scene happens The set itself Gets set up By the producer Lourdes Zamanillo She sets up Sort of boots like, on the ground. Boots. Getting in the trenches, good on them. <laughs> um, I believe it was Lourdes because she looks like the producer who was credited. <laughs> I had to do some like deep dive research. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but I only bring it up because like Johnny and I both came out of it being like one of our like favorite parts of the show. <laughs> and we had several parts of the show that we like dwelled on and talked about a lot, and one of them was Lourdes coming out and sitting up this table <laughs> oh. for the third sequence. Why? Just because it was like it was a moment of like stillness and quiet. <laughs> And I don't know, there was so much talking in the show, and it was nice to have this sudden moment where it was just like we were just watching this woman set up a table. <laughs> sure, because okay. it was one of those like poker tables where each leg has to be like hinged out individually. Oh yeah, the family Christmas card table. Absolutely, yeah. and it was like one, almost like a table that you would clump on the end of a dining room yep. table that wasn't long enough for all the guests. Exactly, and yep. it was just fun because it was like it was quiet and simple, but also like I don't know, kind of complicated, and the type of task that it would be stressful to do in front of an audience of people. And she nailed it She goddamn nailed it right And then t- to add a cherry on top I called this show a two-hander Debatably not Because she came out And, and gave <laughs> the Richard character A hot chocolate And <gasps> was like Hot chocolate? And he was like That's for me what a star! Oh god, a secret third character And It's, just, it's the lady in black all over again yeah, and, that too. and it's, it's embarrassing that this is the toboggan that my brain then hopped upon But Johnny <laughs> had the same experience where it was like You come out of it and you can't help but be like I wonder when they decided to give that line to her I, I wonder how she felt about it There's like a version of it where Lourdes was like No, I'm speaking If I'm setting up this table, I get a line And <laughs> I, I think fair enough <laughs> she ended. What if she? What if she? End, what if she mix it up every 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 show? It was like. And brings you your big flatbite. Uh oh. <laughs> yes. Or what if it's like not even a cup one time? What if it's like here's your kazoo? <gasps> <That reminds me. laughs> But no. um, <laughs> I was going to talk about one of my favorite moments of theater from watching a high school production of Ladies in Black but i oh, it's too we long a story. It. We got some other time we'll we tell you the, tell the story. You. It's a good story. <laughs> um again to come back to my confusion so we come and we it's the two of these characters that end up being spies by the end of the story chronologically speaking. Yes. Um and they're sitting at this table together and Richard um, is click clacking, so that's James's character click clacking on this like Microsoft Surface. Okay. <laughs> and then, um, so th- are they sponsored? I, I, just, are we I sponsored? I'm quite sure that that's what the computer was that he was using. Okay. I just always assume that if it's one of those ones where it's like an iPad that's propped up on a keyboard. Stop naming brands. <laughs> we can't afford it. Bleep it. Believe it all. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, And I guess it can't have been an Apple product because he's arguably a villain, I suppose. And aren't villains not allowed to use Apple products? Or is that just in movies? Oh, that's right. That's a rule, isn't it? That's yeah. such a bizarre thing. Anyway... Let's not get sidetracked, James. It's ridiculous you're even bringing that okay, up. Sorry, <laughs> I take it all back. So he's click-clacking <laughs> on, Click his, clicking on... on his Microsoft search. G- generic server. <laughs> on G- a generic laptop, laptop thing. Equivalent. Yes, and through conversation we come to learn that the two of them work in some type of IT world. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I t- sound like I said world as if it like is a different realm. Their jobs are in IT. They're IT. I think. <laughs> I'm quite sure. So I'm quite sure. Already confused. I'm quite sure they both work in IT, and they work for some company that has something to do with something immersive. <laughs> All right. And what comes to pass is, I think that Bridget is working as like almost like a double agent for a competing IT software company. And what we establish then is that these two characters, these two characters that we spend the play with. Uh, are in charge of, like, trialing out this software where you can go into the internet and almost, like, be in the metaverse and complete missions. So all the time they spent as spies was actually them in, like, AI world. Oh, okay. Or! And this this is why I was so glad that I was there with Johnny, so I could actually be like, what did you think happened? There's also a world, and this was Johnny's perspective. He was like, I thought... So, actually, this is all in, in really raggedy British. I always do. I thought what happened was... (laughs) <laughs> he was like I thought what happened was it's some sort of like a thing you sign up for and you get assigned some mission to complete in reality and it's just like a LARPing thing oh so I don't know if Bridget actually gets shot or if she gets shot in the internet <laughs> Which is the only major difference, I suppose. It's <laughs> a pretty big difference, Jake. Yeah, but they talk about Is hacking. it meant to be nebulous? Is it meant to be like, how do we know what's real? <laughs> um, there there are some things that are, that are meant to be nebulous. I'm not sure. Like, so looking at the writer's notes by Michael Olson, who wrote the play, a remark that I think is worth bringing up is, um, if nothing else, the show which is what he t- he's talking about the show, um, the show shows what could happen if we try to abdicate the responsibility to take charge of our real lives and interact with each other in a meaningful and authentic way. So for that reason, I think maybe it doesn't matter if it's like yeah. a LARPing thing or a software thing. I don't know if it's like, if, 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 yeah, if, if that matters, it's like that the play itself is dwelling on this idea of like, as he's just said, um, the idea of like, if we, yeah, what happens when we no longer leave it up to ourselves to connect with people. And we leave it up to, yeah, we no longer seek, which I think pushes it in the direction of like, in terms of the way those themes marry up to this play, it pushes me at least cerebrally in the direction of like it being in the internet, because that itself is such a thing that gets brought up when people talk about contemporary connection. Yeah. And I was like listening to Bill Maher the other day talking to some people Um, and discussing the way that it's like, which, and I, yeah, enjoyed these points that got brought up in terms of like people using things like Tinder and Hinge, but even like other facets of the internet of like smoothing out all the, like it takes away any of the friction that's required when trying to connect with people. Mm. Um, and, and even like with the rest of the world, like it removes any sense of you having to like seek out your own things. And actually, like, yeah So much of you, like, atrophies on the inside Because you're no longer having to be the mechanism That, like, reaches out and tries things And gets to know things It's just, like, everything's just sort of, like, brought to us As Jessie Ware says Why are all the purest loves filtered through machines? Who's Jessie Ware? She's a singer She's a very good, like, pop disco singer Why are all the purest loves filtered through machines? Why do all the purest loves get filtered through machines? Yeah Get filtered through machines That's one of the lines Okay I feel... Captulates what you're saying Sure 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 Um Yeah <laughs> There was also It was nice to be <laughs> Is there anything else You wanted to say About that subject matter No Jesse doesn't say Anything else <laughs> No I think that's Always interesting I think it, it, it's coming up More and more isn't it mm-hmm. Especially with AI Yes On the rise Because let's say Let's imagine On the, the rise <laughs> Be careful How do you know Where not AI generated voices That's completely true How do you feel about The whole thing of like (laughs) I I have a lot of Different paranoias And things that make me Very nervous and afraid And one of them One of the Several dozen (laughs) Is like the thought of like (laughs) What if What I experience As my life Is just The Like the instant If you're about to say A simulation No No What if What if My experience of my life Is all just occurring In like the moment Before my death And this is just What my brain does Before entering oblivion I think no one can help you with that, Jack. That's true. But I mean, that's the thing. No, but that's this a fear that I have I, when I, I think I, about... So you've got a fear, like a, like, a, like a... Oh, just like an existentialist thought thing that happens that to this me sometimes. this is your life flashing before your eyes. If I'm left in the dark sometimes, this is quack quack. This is one you know, of quack, the times, <laughs> one of one of the things that emerges. Or like throughout the day, sometimes. It's one of the many. This isn't a sure. thing I dwell sure, sure, upon. Sure. No, it's one of your existential... One of my existential things is literally just like... The idea of infinity and the multiple universes and realities. That's my one. Like, what makes you one, afraid? It, it's a bit of both. That makes me feel, like, kind of overwhelmed by how big the universe itself is. Mm-hmm. But it also makes me feel good because, you know, like, we're so small. Like, just enjoy your life. <laughs> and it makes me feel really skinny. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm so skinny in comparison to like a black hole. Like, I'm really skinny. <laughs> Depends on the black hole, actually. Sure. But even then, there's some, comfort in there. <laughs> there's some comfort in there too, of like, as I'm sure I've brought up before, it's like, if time is endless, and all possibilities will occur due to time being endless, we'll be back here at some point in the infinite future doing the exact same thing. You know? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't think that the universe is infinite. Where do you think it stops? Well, it's expanding, isn't it? Constantly. But into what, though? Well, exactly. Into what, though? Nothing. It's expanding into nothing So on the s- border of everything There is nothing Well that's Isn't there like that theory That it's actually retracting At the moment Well not at the moment But I think it's, it's like Expanding out And that's why all the galaxies Are getting further and further apart mm-hmm. From what, we, what they've observed They're mm-hmm. getting further apart Sure And then eventually It'll collapse again and it'll go and come straight back down, shrink down to a singularity, and start the next Big Bang. And everyone and then, will... All the cells will high-five. Yes! And they're like, <laughs> let's do <"Roon> it again, Biles, <laughs> Biles." <boys." laughs> yeah, but then the question is, like, what's next? Is it a carbon copy of what's come before? Or does do things change? How much do our choices affect reality? Oh, chaos theory. Jake. Oh, my God. Oh, get us in a room with them. Get us in a room with them! We've got to sort it sorted out. With who? I don't know, like... Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan? Yeah, that's my dream. That's what a... have you put Joe Rogan in charge of? Uh, being punched in the face by me. Good god. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have more things to say about the show? Um, as usual I have to force myself not to dwell upon how much I enjoy watching Bridget Morrison perform in anything. Um I I'd say something that was interesting was like to get to see like the two actors were really well matched in the way of like almost their style of performance, at least in this work was there was a lot of similarity in, like, the energy level that they both provided and the way mm. that they both approach, again, at least in these performances, um, the style of comedy and the way that they approached the text, which was interesting. It made the whole thing feel quite, like, unified. Lovely. Um And in a way that I, like, uh, tried to work out with Johnny while we waited for our tram, was, like, what was, it felt like somehow stylistically it was, like, there was something going on that felt almost, like, notably conspicuous. And I couldn't even, like, come to any kind of, like, Con- not even concrete Even just like An understanding Like I just wasn't Going to be like Mentally comfortable Until I could put Some sort of Even like draft Of a label On what I just Experienced in terms Of like defining this style of performance It's like, like genre hair. Kind of a genre But more so a style I'd yeah, say Yeah yeah Like what was it about Like the way that These two people Like what was it about James and Bridget Performing with each other That made me like Oh this feels Somehow like it Uniquely itself In terms of this pairing And the energy yeah. And the way that They are speaking And behaving And it wasn't until I started <laughs> I rewatched this Like the The Australia I think it was the Australian Ballet Company's production Of Spartacus The other day Something you watch frequently I've watched it More than one time Wow And it was then That I was like Oh It was like Something in there Like Especially like In their faces Was like Balletically grand Oh Now um, so Explain to me What you just said <laughs> Well oftentimes when, Especially when I use The term balletic It has more to do With like physicality mm. But with this It was almost like I was watching Spartacus And I was like Oh <laughs> Bridget and James in this way of like, the way that with ballet so seldom do you get to use text or anything mm. and it was like having to convey so much even like via face and with like a lot of like the drama in Spartacus and with of course many ballets but talking about this one specifically like looking at like I often get like mentally and in this instance literally dwell on the scene where Spartacus has to kill his pal in the Colosseum, mm. and the way that they have to express so much grief um, through just like their bodies and their faces um, and I don't know and one can easily forget about the faces of people during a ballet yeah because, totally yeah, Cause it's such like a small part of their body. Think- yeah, and, but yeah, they definitely. do that weird standy thing, don't they? <laughs> but yeah, and so, but yeah. Then I was thinking, like, oh, like the, the facial expressions that these two were offering forth in this performance of this play could be read from like meters and meters and meters away. And it was right. like almost like, and it was interesting to hear, like, to see them dealing with kind of like the like the subtle nuanced kind of like interpersonal style of comedy that this this writing was dealing with. But with the the intensity of something that, yeah, in this instance felt like oddly balletic. So it was just like yeah. nice to experience something strange and kind of like, for a moment, kind of like indefinable. Um, oh, it was nice great. to have like wrestle with like, why does this feel weird? And also satisfying to hear you, you found what it was. I suppose. Enough that's for me a, to be like, yeah, oh, okay, good. That's enough. Next that makes problem. That feel happy for you. <laughs> oh, thank my you. My sweet angel, Jake. oh <laughs> 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 huh. good. Where can one watch Spartacus? Um, the ballet. ABC iView. Oh, amazing. It's right there. I'll watch it. Do it. I've been looking to engage with more art. Um, yeah, it's super fantastic. Oh, the part where, like, Spartacus gets brought in to, like, train with all the other slaves. Oh, there's this great bath sequence. Yes, blues. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my God. I it's... see why you watch it. How long is it? Um, oh, I'd tell you, like, two, two hours-ish. No. <laughs> but it's beautiful. You can skip around if you want. But, yeah, no. Yeah, no. I could skip around. <laughs> I prefer to run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Thank you. Yes. Why was it called the Jasmine? Chronicles The (laughs) the Jasmine Suite. Because that was the name Of the room That they were in Oh sure Because they were in a hotel Okay And also that was like When they were like Rattling off in the scene In the cafe With different interpretations As to what was actually happening (laughs) One of the options Of the missions That you could complete In this either software based Or in real life LARPing style immersion One of them was called The Jasmine Suite Uh, And the other ones Were called like Killer Baby in the Woods and like go to space with an elephant Trigger warning baby death <laughs> Trigger warning baby death Hong-hong. Also they were not Obviously those examples were not in the play I've just <laughs> forgotten the, the real things that were oh, made Oh you mean Killer Baby in the Woods Wasn't in this play <laughs> Why isn't that the That's one we're missed, watching <laughs> Missed apple Low hanging fruit Come on Here Look if Stephen T. Boltz directs a play called Killing a Baby in the Woods I'll go So Anyway yeah, Jasmine ja- Yes <laughs> Marries Aladdin Spoilers Oh spoilers No Poor Jafar. Poor Jaffa. <laughs> I don't know why my um, go-to there was going to be. Ooh, <laughs> oh, Jake. Yes, is this show spooky or are you no, just <laughs> not at all? It's a magic show. I went to a magic show. Did you know it's the Melbourne Magic Festival, Jake? Only because you told me. It's the Melbourne... Well, probably not currently. I think it's over now. But it was the Melbourne Magic Festival. Incredible. A festival! um, (laughs) Which is something I didn't know existed. No. Uh, And I went along to, with Flynn, Mm -hmm. uh, we went to see Josh Staley. Uh, We saw two shows of Josh's. Okay. So I'll speak about, like, a bit about the whole experience, and then I'll speak more about the individual shows. Okay. Um, The shows we saw were um, Quicker Than The Eye uh, and Up Late. Up close. Oh. oh. How is that punctuated? Up late. Full stop. Oh my god, yes. Up close. Another full stop. Two full stops. Yeah, hey, you like that? Oh god. Mm. Is there anything in full stop? F-O-O-L Stop Yeah, yeah, yeah Full Like whatever it was Full, comma, stop Exclamation point I oh, see there's potential In it being a sentence <laughs> That's what you're talking about. Well what me. would you do With full stop? <laughs> I don't know James Hardy is Okay, alright Full right. stop <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know I guess you'd have to be Like a, like a doofus a gestor- learns about. You'd have to learn About punctuation I think. I'd be a little dunce The town dunce <laughs> The town dunce i have like a little White pointy hat In a children's show That teaches them About how semicolons Work or something But I get the memo Mixed up And I think it's about My actual cola. Yeah. <laughs> yes! Yeah. That's something. I don't hate this at all. That's not bad. How <laughs> oh, much? Yes, yeah. yeah. The place it was, I need to talk to you uh, first of all about the building. Those of you who follow me on Instagram, and I assume that's all of you, <laughs> uh, would have seen I posted a very bizarre photo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is, it's of, uh, so the building, it's the Arrow. It's a hotel on Swanson Street. It's up to Carlton End. Okay. Uh, and it is a confusing labyrinth of many different architectural styles. Mm-hmm. L- liminal spaces, uh, sort of RMIT-style wood-paneling walls with, like, little holes in it. Okay. Uh, and then, like, the, you go down the corridor and then there's, like, glass and metal walls in one room and then you look down the other side and it looks like a tiki bar. Like, it's a very confusing, oh, very... Like I want to know the history of this building It's clearly existed for a long time And has been built on again and again and again and again Fun Yeah fun Great place for a magic festival Also it seems like <laughs> No because it's like this confusing weird space It feels right Oh shit um, <laughs> That did sound very like What a fucking mix of weird shit But no I meant like It also sounds as if like a woman with a clipboard Walked into the building and thought You know what should go in here? Oh yeah A magic but, festival Well it seems to me the entire From what I could see The entire magic festival was taking place in this one building Right uh, as far as I was aware Or at the very least That was like their hub okay. it, it was like They had like a bunch Of different rooms That had been set up As um, performing spaces mm-hmm. um, And we saw two of them mm-hmm. uh, Yep yeah, So The energy in this In this space The hub of a magic festival Is a great setting uh, I Imagine For a second What an audience Would be like at a magic show Okay It is exactly What you just imagined Ah <laughs> Yeah yeah, No 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 It's great Evil wizards Evil- <laughs> Yep, a lot of thunderbolts. You gotta really duck and weave. Uh, no, like I'm talking people in the in the queue to see a show shuffling cards in one hand, like it's a Rubik's cube. Oh my god! Yeah, no, this was like a really cool, like, little experience. Um, and I've got to say, possibly the most diverse crowd I've ever seen for a show. In terms of height? In terms of, you name it. Oh my god. Like, race, ability, gender, like, like those are the three. Um, like, everyone <laughs> was there. Like, babies, families. Babies? by themselves. <laughs> wandering in. Move. I'm a baby and I'm Wanda. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it too. Um... <laughs> babies with their families, no. yeah, like lucky babies. Elderly, elderly women, like, okay. like, uh, uh, fam. Basically, it's just a lot of families. Okay. But like, er- and then like, you know, mid- like clear people who are clear, so clearly magicians, <laughs> <laughs> like with their long curling mustaches, oh. or like leather jackets and like goatees, like, oh my god, like I'm talking like mind plastics. freaks, like oh. mind freaks. Oh my god, <laughs> if you had to, so here's a question I asked Um, Josh Daly's performing name Is The Conjurer Great So what would your Performing name be Oh my god Well I have to work out What sort of magic I'd be Mind fucker Would be mine (laughs) I'd be the mind fucker Would be me The mind fucker Yeah Um Um Oh (laughs) Um (laughs) I guess I'd have to go With The Ogre Oh, that's pretty good. I know because people keep calling me that unprompted. So you might as well make some money out of it. I suppose so. (laughs) (laughs) No, people don't say the ogre. They say, Oh, the the ogre! Yes! That's what they say. Uh, Yeah, so, okay. Glad we got that out of the way. Yes, but first, I'm just going to like, I I know you don't care, but I I need to add like an adjective because you can't just be the ogre because there's nothing magical about an ogre. my understanding. So it'd have to be like, the mystical ogre or something. Oh, surely not the mystical Maybe. Ogre. Well, I, yes, I don't think I could be mystical. The unbearable ogre. <laughs> Maybe. the Myr- socially anxious ogre. <laughs> Just dressed as an ogre with a magic wand and a hat. <laughs> I see that. Thank you. Um, okay, so, <laughs> yes, yeah, so we wander, wander on in move um, um, and... So another element of this building I need to share with you is it's clearly like a Christian headquarters of some sort. Okay. <laughs> all the paintings on all the walls, and again, this is like paintings on walls that should not have paintings, like just in the middle of like a weird little office corridor, like this big painting of like Jesus oh. leading the sheep. Or like or Jesus or like all these old biblical stories. Don't Jesus people have pretty strong feelings about magic. It gets weirder. Oh god. Um, and then they have, <laughs> have like, the all the little officer spaces. And I'm not sure if this was for the show, for the, the festival, or for like, regular times. Like, one of them was like, excellence one. The next one was excellence two and three. And then the next one, uh, we walked past, had this picture of the cross. And it said, an army is on the rise. And then under that it said, war room, 24-7 prayer room. It's both? Uh-huh. Uh, Oh wait no So a war room War room is where you like Go and you sit at a circular table And you're all like So what do we do about France Exactly So So the war room And the prayer room An army is on the rise I'm just saying people Look out Because they're doing Some hardcore praying It looks like they're doing Some hardcore praying Oh my god Oh Oh my god God. (laughs) Um, So yes That's just um, Flynn and I The whole way Up until we sat down The whole experience was What Is going on Like Mm. it was equal parts Mystery Magic Fun And like Excitement and we go in. It's like this big uh, multi-purpose conference room. Okay. Uh, it's been set up as a like a, like a there's a stage at one end. Like rows and rows of chairs have been set up. We sit like sort of midway at the back. Um, and we get ready for magic. Okay. And on comes Josh. Uh-huh. And I... Don't remember the last time I've seen a magic show. I know I have. Mm-hmm. Have you seen a magic show apart from the, the Naked Magicians? <laughs> Which I guess counts. That's <laughs> magic. So the Naked Magicians... Uh, so the adults only magic show. It's a lot of... It's th- a theme here. It's a real theme. I don't think I've recently seen any magic that didn't have nudity. <laughs> As <it> probably <laughs> Because I'm be. a connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you like? And that's dick. Um, I haven't been to a magic show in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I found myself being swept up in childlike wonder. Like, like, I was on board. So, so Josh is very much like a classic card trick, um, uh, I don't know what the term would be, sleight of hand, like maestro. Like, he was doing I'm not going to describe for you every trick he does because that feels A like it's ruining his show Uh, B I don't think it's very interesting for people to hear and then he did this with the cards you know like it's amazing to watch but it was amazing how quickly Flynn got swept up in it Mm -hmm. like to the point where he would turn to me and like say things like very genuinely how is he doing this (laughs) In the 1800s, we would—I've said this before—we would absolutely be that person, that, be those people that are at like the the P.T. Barnum's magical big show, just like swept away, like oh, golly, like, that would, hell's bells, that would have been us. <laughs> Zendaya is so good at trapeze. Dolly <laughs> Zendaya's is pretty. Um, she is pretty. Uh, so, so it was just one of the, my favorite parts of the whole evening. And Josh, I thank you for this a thousand times. Was the experience of of May, of of first of all the magic show, but Flynn just being like absolutely beside himself by the end of it with like, <laughs> how's he doing this? <laughs> and me as well because so often he, he will do a trick that you know you've seen other. You know, I I watch. Um, you know that show, uh, Fool Us by Penn and Teller. Yes. So, I went through a big phase of watching that. It's uh-huh. so like I've seen variations of card tricks. It's mm-hmm. so like Josh would do a card trick that I would sort of know I know that trick exists. Mm. So, I know there is a method and I know it's not real magic. <laughs> so, you're onto him. So, I'm onto <laughs> you, Josh. But I cannot for the life of me figure out how it's done. Mm-hmm. And for that to be done in front of you, physically, in the space, and especially as Josh did it with such confidence. Mm-hmm. It really does make you go like, huh, something's something's afoot. This cocky conjurer might be a sorcerer. (laughs) There's onto something. Um, Yeah, and so many times he did that very classic magic wizard thing of like, he'd make a mistake. But then later on he'd be like, it wasn't a mistake, you know? Like, he's gotcha! It's like, oh! And that just fills me with confidence when they can do that because like the ability to fake a mistake Mm. is quite i think that's impressive Mm -hmm. i always think that's impressive (laughs) there was one part of the show i want to say immediately that flynn and i are obsessed with okay (laughs) so like three or four times he got people up on stage to help him with his tricks like they'd hold a card or like they'd inspect the card or he'd do a trick behind them so they couldn't see what we could all see Mm -hmm. and one of them he got this woman up just this like middle-aged mother up on stage He's holding the card Just this woman. <laughs> Just, Just this, this stock standing killer <laughs> lady. And before I go into this, you need to know he's the sort of magician that is very, like, um, saying thing. <laughs> like he's saying the most classic magician stuff you've heard. Like, like. Sim Like, Sim <laughs> Although one of the people pulled up on stage said Sim oh, So you're guessing. You're in the right ballpark. Thank you. No, but he's saying, like, classic magician stuff. Like, um, God, I'm not going to be able to think of anything now. <laughs> uh, no, like, um,. Here is a rabbit. Like, if I were to take these cards out and show you all, and then I will remove the card. Like, it's very, like... Is that the tone he was using? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so exciting. No, exactly. Like, it was a magician's show, bitch. Um, (laughs) Come on, bitch. Get into it, bitch. That was the energy everyone had. Um, Just gay bitches. So, he's asking this woman to, like would you he one of the questions he asked a few times and the reason it's called quicker than the eye is like he's trying to prove that you can be quicker than the eye and he talks about how he loves possi- like he loves the mystery behind magic and he loves doing things that make people question what is possible mm. and so he's asking this woman if I were to pull your card out of this deck of cards and get it right the first time would you would you believe that was possible and I can't remember exactly how it worked but he said something like no, no, I, no. And then he was like, Are you sure? And then we both, Flynn and I, witnessed just this, like, upset at, at the edge of her limit. Like, just regular woman, just her reaction. <laughs> she was like, No, no, what? Yes, yes, okay, what? I wouldn't <laughs> And am watching her to have this brief interaction of, what, no, yes, what do you want from me? She mind freaked. She, she was mind freaked. It was so funny. So watching him push people to their left, just what? so good. No. Yes. She, what? she coped okay in the end, though? She was fine by the end. It was just like, the lights were on her. There was a lot of pressure for her to like, answer. Just like, no, yes. I don't know. A lot of pressure for her to be open to the idea of magic existing. Yes. <laughs> Obsessed. And there was another one that came up on stage, Dana, who I... Donna, if you happen to be listening to this I love you She, she was just so cool And like she was also just like this her, She was there with like her family And she got up And he did this amazing trick Where he does that You know when magicians do mind Like they read your mind Yes Yeah. Yes, it, like, the naked magicians did that Yeah, that is such a good trick yeah. And I still don't know how they like do the it Like the thing where it's like This piece of paper has been in a briefcase this yes! entire time yes, yes, exactly that And he did that with, like, she would think of, like, a family member of hers and think of their name. And he mm. did it with, like, this, th- like, a piece of card he folded up and found in a lemon. Like, <laughs> like, like, Mama, this real magic. <laughs> and it just, yeah. So, huh. had a great time at the first magic show, Jay. The first? Mm-hmm. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Oh, yeah. Hopefully that worked. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Could you pitch shift me so it works? You know, just vocally tweak it. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we went to the second show. Yeah. For those of you just tuning in, <laughs> Flynn and I are at a magic festival <laughs> in a weird Christian hodgepodge hotel. Uh, and we're going to see Josh the Conjurer. Yes. <laughs> who, I again, I've just got to say obsessed with this man like he's clearly well rehearsed with these tricks and he knows like contingencies for when like people predict things like he's just got a line for everything that comes at him like someone like his opening joke was he was introducing over the over the microphone like he's he's you know him he's an amazing wizard he's blah 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 and someone was like He's you. And just like totally called that he was the wizard doing the voiceover, which felt a bit mean from the oh. audience member. Yeah, But Josh handled it great. He was like, damn you, I need to start again. <laughs> Fair enough, Josh. Why would you bully a person with magic? Him? Well, why would you indeed? Mm. Haven't seen that man since, <laughs> might I add. So, you know, watch out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second show we went to see, and this, I'm going to go straight up front and say this was one of my favourite theatrical experiences in like a long time Good god <laughs> No, no, no This was really special That's amazing Up late, up close it's called Okay It's an up close Magical uh, Like performance To a group of like Maybe 10 or 15 people Oh my god So we gathered around This little table with him mm-hmm. uh, Is it a circle? It's like a It's one of those Almost like a Like a po- like a billiards table Not a billiards table Like a Like, like a Pockets and balls Yeah, it's that shape But it's just like a Fold out uh, regular table It's a like rectangle a card table It's okay. right. <laughs> You it's know what I'm, <laughs> I'm describing it's a table. It's an oval. It's, an, it's oval. an oval? Yeah. Great. An oval-shaped table. Yeah. You like that? Very much. Thank you. So we're gathering... And how many people are there? Uh, I would say like 15 max. Like probably 1, 2, 3, four, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Yeah, like like 13 people gather okay. around this table. And a wizard. And a full-blown <laughs> wizard. Great. And he starts, he sits, it's very intimate. Flynn and I were the only ones that were at the both shows. Ah. So we had like, it was just had a nice... Like, little connection of we saw you before and now we're going to see you do more stuff, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, he then proceeded to do just up close magic where he would sort of like. And I've got to say, Flynn and I were geeking out over just things that weren't the magic. When he would like <laughs> spread the cards out on the table in like a perfect like semicircle, just with like one spread from his hand. Yeah. Or like he would shuffle them with one hand and do like casino style, like, you know, like where they put it a ha- in half and then they like. And they shuffle it together, but he was doing it so effortlessly. It was just, it was, it felt like, it felt like we were like regency in like some French king's court, and they brought in this magician to entertain us. Uh-huh. Like that's what it felt like. <laughs> okay. It was like, this is really special, and you've, I, I, I've never seen anything like this up close. So he then did more card tricks, these ones were more like, Uh, they were more personal. So, like, he would, like, get people to join in. Like, he'd he'd reach across the aisle and and ask someone to choose a card, or he'd reach across the aisle and ask someone to, like, remember a card here and and shuffle the deck for him. And the things he did were, again, I don't know how the fuck he did it, Mm -hmm. but I know there has to be a way. And that really annoys me. Like, it itches my brain in a way that I can't quite get at. Because you could see him doing this close-up magic and you were watching his hands the whole time. Mm. And he would still, like... Like, there was, he would do this thing, again, I'm sorry that I'm just going to be describing card tricks to you, (laughs) but he did this thing where, like, he would, like, shuffle the deck, and then he would, like, deal one, two, three, four, deal up four piles, and then turn them over, and they would be just in perfect order of, like, house and, like, suit. I I, I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he did it. But he did it directly in front of me. We shuffled the cards for him, and then he dealt them, and he showed this incredible, like, this... The thing that I realised is, it's not magic, and this is obvious, but it's just an incredible amount of skill. Like, watching him, he does this thing where, and at first I thought it was a joke, he flicks through the cards really quickly and says he's memorised where they all are in the deck. Mm. He did it a few more times. Jake, I think he might actually be doing that. I think that's the magic. I think he's genuinely like, memorising the deck Mm. and then using that to do the card trick, which is more impressive than magic. You think so? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I take that back actually. I take that I, t- I do take that back. But he's fucking impressive. Mm. And he did this thing where like he showed us like some very classic card tricks where you like i I'm sure you like even even you. Even you me. Bitch, yes. No, like where you like Make it look like you're drawing a card from the top of the deck, but you're drawing the second card and keeping one card on top the whole time. I've never seen that happen before. Sure, well that's that's a common thing they do. Okay. Or, Like from under the deck, which is a bit harder. Like you rather than dealing from the top, you deal from the bottom, but make it look like you're dealing from the top. So I sure. can like keep part So we then did, then did this trick where he dealt specific cards from the middle of the deck in front of us. Mm. Which shouldn't be possible. No, that's witchcraft. But he did it. Hmm. He did it. In front of us. I know we just talked about the Crucible, but I think we should learn this, man. Well, <laughs> it was really funny. Like, this is another great thing about the close-up show, was because it was so close and personal, everyone felt, and I thought it would go the opposite way, no one felt any reservations about having loud reactions. Amazing. Because during the first one, there was a lot of, like, people would react and get into it, but it was because we were in a larger group, there was almost less of an onus on us to react. Mm-hmm. But because there were so few of us, it was like, yeah, this is amazing. So it started off being like, oh, ha like, oh, <laughs> but it ended up like people were shouting, "Oh, fuck off! What are you doing?" Like, like uh. people were really getting into it. Yeah. And at one point, this guy did shout, "Burn him," which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> that is funny. Um, yeah. So, but the people that go to a close-up magic show, mm. I just love them. They're your people. They're my people. <laughs> like, they are all. They're, like, I. Some of them. He gave the cards to one at one point, and they did the full casino shuffle. Okay. So like, clearly, you're also involved in like cards somehow. It's a showdown. There was like a really like like, an, a man who I can describe in no other way than looks like he belongs in a lighthouse. Like, long, wizened white beard, mm. like, red Santa Clausy face, like, really, like, gorgeous energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the people at this, yeah, really getting into it. Mm. And again, I just, I cannot get over how impressive Josh's skills are with the cards. It's a sort of thing, did you ever go through a magic phase as a child? I feel like everyone did at some point. I went through, like, a witch phase, never, like, a magic phase. Sure, like never, like witches and you were obsessed with witches or like... Into witches, into the idea of witchcraft, which I still am. Yeah, so I guess totally. it's not a phase, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> but Unbearable. But never, um, but never the sort of person to be like, okay, I'm i am holding this prop and now I will make it do an unlikely thing. See, I fully was. Right. I fully did that. that and and I, I had like a little magic kit and I had like a little plastic top hat that you could hide a bunny in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um... So I've always felt a little bit like, oh God, I lo-. like. There's a little bit of magic in my blood. You Are you know? going to be his apprentice? Do you think? I'd love to, Josh. If you need a hand, let me let me know. Uh, one element. This is nothing to do with the performance again, but one element of the night, which I think was quite uh, just funny and worth mentioning, and also is just about how weird the venue is. Nothing to do with Josh. There was like a bar, We the, the space we went to for the second show, the close up and personal, was like a foyer space that they were using for the show. Mm. So it was like this, I couldn't, Jake, I could not describe to you what this foyer space looks like. It's like this weird conference room, liminal space, g- fake grass on the walls, inset lights, cement and stone, and a bar. Uh-huh. And the bar was being packed down during this show. Yes. And let me tell you, they had not been briefed to be quiet. It was like clink, clink, like it was. It was like. <laughs> Have you, you got that burpee? Have you packed that away? <laughs> oh, sh- you got that burpie. You packed that. Like it was like. Unbelievable! How loud these two men were being. Oh my god! Just two regular <laughs> men backing down a bar in the same room, while Josh was was doing a really good job of ignoring them and like t- like keeping our attention. Mm. But at certain times, I wanted to turn around and like literally do like a shh to them, so they weren't in on it at all. No, Are they at no point like turned into a dragon or something. Not that I saw. They never like. Okay. No. I thought maybe they would have been some sort of Maybe. Play-y. God, that would have been so good if, if like he like or even if he like pulled out a magic wand and just waved it at them and they just dropped dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, they were just annoying. <sighs> that would have been a really fun touch though. So I reckon, I'm <laughs> just gonna say, and I, I if if anyone listening to this, if you ever have a chance to see not just Josh Staley's close up magic show, but if you ever get a chance to see a close up magic show, which I genuinely did not think I would like, mm. because Close up magic sounds scary to me. Do it. It's so fun and it is so good. And if you get a chance to see Josh do it in particular, do it. Mm. Because again, it's like it's he's a, a proper professional with those cards. I don't know how he does it, and it is it yeah, really really good experience. So Jake, get yourself to your local magician today. <laughs> I wish I lived in a town that had a local, a local magician. magician. Oh, that would be so nice. <laughs> What's the closest equivalent you have around here? Uh, I've got that apothecary that helped me pretend to be dead for a while. Jake, that's the plot of Romeo and Juliet. Oh, you're right. Come on. <laughs> Incredible, great. Oh my god, amazing. So that was another so... stroll around the mulberry bush. Dionysus, praised. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? You like that? No. I'm gonna stop asking if you like things. You should. I do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we did it. We praised Dionysus. Yes, we did. We praised him. We spoke about shows. We did. We, we sat did. on our comfily little bumfilys. cool Yep. So I guess the, that's most of the boxes ticked. Um, if you're out there intending to do something or in the midst of doing something let us know that it's happening and we'd love to come and see it and then yep. talk about it let us know guys we yeah. have an email and an Instagram and potentially sooner threads <laughs> oh my god oh my god yeah that <sighs> is happening yeah yeah should we do that um threads write in let us know if we should do a threads <laughs> um yeah, yeah um yeah no and and as was exemplified by James's wonderful magic experience if you think your thing is a little like off the beaten track in terms oh of god, like what yeah. we tend to talk about yeah yeah um yeah even if what you're doing is strange and maybe not even, like, necessarily, like, explicitly theatrical. I mean, yeah, as long as it's a thing. A thing. <laughs> I'll come along and see it. You know what I want to see, Jake? I want to see wrestling. Wrestling? I want to go and see wrestling, because I think that's also quite a theatrical experience. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I saw a lot of wrestling growing up. because my did like you? Yes, my, like, step-uncle was involved with a production team that did wrestling for a while. So wow! I, was, yeah, so I didn't I know that about you. Sto- yeah, I've got a lot of secrets. Yeah, so I, yeah, saw wrestling a lot. Great. Um, yeah. There's a yeah. um, uh, Thornbury uh, Theatre near me. Does a lot of wrestling. Thornbury Theatre. The Thornbury Theatre. It <laughs> sounds like you have a lisp. Anyway, let's go <laughs> um, Great, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, as usual, we may already disagree with things we've said. We are human beings and opinions change time to time. That's what being a human being is. My opinion on last time changed. So, it you know, t- there you go. Proof is in the pudding. <laughs> mm. And now Jake's going to eat that whole pudding. I, I hate when people abbreviate pudding to pud. I love it. I do You want some bud And I think that difference between us Really pointed at all of the other differences In some sort of way Let's just have some bud, doll Oh god mm. Okay, that was James pretending to You have say 10%. the other tagline, come on And the uh, Friends don't let friends become theatre critics And if they do, they kill them <laughs> we, we are condoning violence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially honk, against honk. suspected witches <laughs> Yes Burn them